Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals, cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, and we are on. (laughs) We are. Hello and welcome to tonight's show. This is uh, Deborah Voice, and I am here with co-host Elvira Love and Hi. our dynamic announcer, Nagashiva Ironwood. Um, and I just want to say, is it okay to say it on the air that I asked before? Happy birthday to Elvira. Well, thank you. <laughs> yes, you can. You can. <laughs> I, I love Thank the sages. I'm, um, I'm, I have a lot of sage in my chart. Um, my daughter is also a sage, and she has Shireen. She has a birthday later this week. <laughs> um, but I just want to say may, uh, may you have a blessed, you know, and full, adventurous year <laughs> Thank you. ahead of Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So in keeping uh, with this month's theme of Divine Family, tonight we will be talking about the Divine Masculine. But first, we will be checking in with each other here. And um, how has uh, my week been? Oh, well, it's, um, <laughs> it's cold and dark, <laughs> and the energy is kind of shifty. <laughs> um, but um I've been doing I've been doing okay. Um I took a nice brisk walk before we started here. And um saw a lot of Christmas lights up, um Yule lights, uh, whatever you want to call them, but a lot of lights and some of them, you know, it's funny, some of them are so, you know, um orderly, you know, like they have like just maybe one or two colors. They're not flashing a whole bunch or anything like that. And then you've got other people that kind of like they just couldn't really make up their minds. So they've got like splashes of different lights all over the place, like a mishmash. And usually they're flashing a whole bunch. And and one of my favorite ones is there's um, these lights that kind of look like waterfall lights, where the lights are like seeping down and then it starts over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, I did get my tree set up this week, and um, you know, I I always feel kind of nostalgic whenever I put up my Christmas tree because I I do a regular like a real tree and stuff like that, and um, we um, we got it from this little mini um, like neighborhood garden center, and um, all of you know what it is? It's like pulling out all the ornaments, you know, like there's Usually a couple new ones that I've got, but, like, there's old ones, you know, and it just makes me think of um, people that aren't here anymore, my mom and my dad and stuff like that. And um, then there was, like, a lot of um, ornaments that uh, are handmade ornaments by little kids, you know, like my kids or my grandkids, you know. So I like to put those up all over. (laughs) There's a real mismatch. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, and even, like, you know, I think about, like, when – when we were like dirt poor, when I was a young mother, we used to take this. is going to sound so silly, but but it works. You know, we used to take like those little uh, tin pans or those little you know that the pot pies are in, 
and we would cut mm-hmm. them into stars and maybe put a little glitter oh. in them or something and put those up, and I still have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it just oh. makes me think about a lot of stuff like that. Um, yeah, so how about you, Elvira? How, how was your week? Well, it's it was it's been good. It's been um I don't know, it's it's kind of like we've got a lot you and I have had a lot of planning sessions for next mm-hmm. year for our shows yeah. and, and trying to get that done and of course my mind is still trying to stay present with, you know, oh we've got Christmas and there's gifts I have to get. So that was the mm-hmm. you know, focus of making sure everybody got their things off and running to people back in California because <laughs> I have a whole lot of friends mm-hmm. and family there. And um, then, of course, moving here, I've got people here. And so it's been kind of focusing back and forth, back and forth. And then, of course, as <laughs> we just said at the beginning, I had my birthday. And um, that, my, how do I want to say this? My deceased husband was a Rosicrucian, and he had mm-hmm. the understanding and he didn't tell me a lot about rosicrucians but he always would talk about the last energy cycle because the rosicrucians divide the year into to seven energies you know seven uh oh. increments of 52 to 55 days i can never remember and the last mm-hmm. one is your last energy cycle so it's it's usually the one where you either are super exhausted like you're at the end of your journey and want to get to you know like i want my destination are we there yet are we there yet <laughs> or you're pushing to get everything done and sometimes your spirit mm-hmm. is pushing you to get stuff done well i felt all of that this last mm-hmm. you know and i happen to have it at the time when we have holidays so you know in mm-hmm. the times that you are supposed to be doing it up and focused and up until, you know, more recently, I haven't really given into that. And I think it's because Mm -hmm. we've been talking about the divine feminine, I mean, divine masculine, I apologize, is that's what I've been dealing with. So this time Mm -hmm. I actually have felt that kind of like, I'm really tired and I just want to do, you know, like the me time and I I just want to sit and, you know, kind of (laughs) do nothing and yeah. so that's been kind of a, a, a balancing act, just, you know, trying to do that. So today, because mm-hmm. my birthday's on a work day for all of us, <laughs> and um, we have our radio show, um, I'm my whole group here has pushed it down the road to the weekend. And I'm just sitting here kind of mm-hmm. going, okay, mm-hmm. this is cool. I got my Christmas stuff up. I've got my – I actually just checked mm-hmm. because my lights outside, you were talking about lights, are on. So they're on mm-hmm. their timer. Um, and so I'm all excited about that. So, but that's yeah. you know where I've been, and and this this particular subject is really interesting because, as I <laughs> mentioned, this is to well, before is that this is the festival or feast day of the Virgin of Guadalupe, which is the divine feminine, and we're doing the divine masculine. So I found that really interesting because I hadn't even thought about that until mm-hmm. somebody on one of the Facebook posts said, you know, happy feast day mm-hmm. of Guadalupe. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. I'm turning it over yeah. to you to, to, to begin our conversation and, and exploration. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, this um, topic, you know, just like trying to define the divine masculine. I, I it was real interesting because I, um, Okay, earlier this year, um, I was researching the Divine Masculine um, about a month before Father's Day because um, I was writing like a little, like a small article for um, for this magazine, and um, so I was looking, you know, online just for different, you know, bits of information and stuff like that, and I could find nothing. It was like I could find divine feminine all over the place. There were cards, there were books, there were blogs and articles and YouTube videos, and there was like a plethora of divine feminine. And for the divine masculine, it was like crickets, you know. And I could find, I think I found like one or two articles and maybe YouTube video and some kind of weird, obscure book that looked like it would be too much to try to dive into and so I just um but what I noticed is that okay so that was like earlier this year like um 
probably in like the beginning of May. And so this past week, um, I was kind of looking around too, and I found a ton of articles and blogs Mm -hmm. and a lot of videos and stuff like that. And it's not so much like the divine feminine, but I see that people are starting to talk about this and, and look at it and see it more. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, so anyway, that just tells me that there's a very much like a imbalance kind of going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of different reasons for that. Um, (laughs) But, um, so how do I define, define the divine masculine? Um, the way I understand it, the divine masculine and the divine feminine, are the, they're often portrayed as dualistic energies or states of being. Um, but each of us carry the energy of both, just as we carry both the traits of our biological mothers and biological fathers. We carry both of these divine energies within us, and we all manifest them, you know, like on an individual continuum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see the divine masculine as kind of, it's divine, so it goes beyond gender. It's an ancient, deeply rooted state of alignment. Um, it's like when you are connected to the highest spiritual vibration uh, within that whole archetype of the universal father. And so this divine masculine energy, just like the divine feminine of the universal mother exists within us all. And um, so that, you know, if I look further into like what is that whole energetic signature of the divine masculine, it's kind of like the yang to the feminine yin. So it's like it's confident of disciplined, analytical, protective, but it's also like ever-evolving. Um, I think if you ask someone like 50 years ago what their definition of that was, if, they, if anyone even had that concept, it would have been much different. Um, mm-hmm. Very much. But, yeah, but the way I understand it is that the divine masculine and the divine feminine are they're like sacred polarities, um, and each of them cannot exist without the other. So, like in nature, these polarities intermingle, and each of them, you know, create balance. And as they form a part of the whole, no matter your gender or biology, um, we all embody energetic aspects of both. And um, I think that when they're in harmony, they bring balance to our inner being. And this emanates out to the world around us. Um, so, um, so in recent times, and I know you're going to speak a little more to this, um, but just the world, I think, has been conditioned to kind of a profusion of the shadow aspects, um, which are, you know, of toxic masculinity that often manifests as being rigid or controlling or rageful or violent. Um, Mm -hmm. And some of that stuff, I think, has been, like, glorified all too much. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and those might be brought about, those shadow aspects. You know, it depends on the individual. They might be brought about by trauma or fear or years of conditioning. And another important thing, I think, is like the lack of appropriate role models. Um, I saw um, I saw an article, I think it was in Pathos, uh, where a pagan author wrote about men's mystery. And really, it's like as much as um, us women really need female models um, to kind of help us through those, you know, like through our life journey. I think that, you know, young boys, you know, I look at my my sons and my grandsons and stuff like that, and I, I know that there's a lot of challenges today uh, for young men. And it's so important to have um, someone who's there, like a mentor, just to kind of lead the way. And um, 
and kind of celebrate, you know, uh, those landmarks, you know, just graduation, becoming a father, you know, and kind of along that line. Um, And so I I really think that um, even though the world seems unbalanced um, because of how things have been, you know, more like the toxic masculinity has been more in the shadow, but I think that nature is drawn to balance. And as we've recently seen the feminine divine being elevated, I think that that is the very thing that's going to help the masculine divine to elevate and kind of move beyond the shadow. Um, And so I just, I'd like to hear uh, some of your thoughts, Elvira. Sure. Be happy to talk. You know me. I'm (laughs) chatty happy or chatty (laughs) over. Well, it's interesting because uh, when I started looking at, you know, the definitions like you, I mean, Mm -hmm. what you see is, yes, it is a compliment to the divine feminine. And, yes, it has, you know, the yang to the yin and and, uh, that. It's you know, and there are things that you, the words they use as definitions, like strength and logic and action, um, driven, providing stable foundation, healthy expression of power. This is the one I love. Healthy expression of power and leadership. Um, ah. You have, which is interesting because when we get to mm-hmm. the toxic side, it's kind of very, you know, kind of, is, you can see where it's, <laughs> it's been thrown out of balance. But what what we see is how do you, as a you know masculine you know point of reference, how does that masculine energy, how can it manifest? You know, because what you're manifesting mm-hmm. is the male or the father energy within and um, also without. Um, and mm-hmm. so you've got the ones, as you say that have been, you know, because of the circumstances and and things that have kind of started to, they started to swing out and off balance. And then you get Mm -hmm. what is, you know, um, definitions and and, uh, behavior that is negative, toxic. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. it's an earthly side connected to um, what we do, okay? So what we do Mm -hmm. is the labor, money, strategy, you know, the the body, the male body, the health, sexuality, home. So, you know, it's the healthy, uh, earthy side of that. And what we've begun to um, reconnect with, and that I think is fascinating because mm-hmm. when I did my research, I was looking at all of the stuff that I could find mm-hmm. on it. And I remember you and I talking with just what you <laughs> said. You started at the beginning of the year and there was hardly anything, which <laughs> points to a it points to a movement of energy that means that mm-hmm. they're exploring they're looking it's not just about therapy it's about the spirituality it's about that aspects that have been um, pushed away because it's got a, a quote a too mm-hmm. feminine or you know wishy-washy and you got to come out and you know uh, John Wayne it all over the place, right? And I love John <laughs> Wayne. So, I mean, even though I use that as a, a kind of a <laughs> term, um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was interesting because that was, that was a more primal way of what men did, the male energy mm-hmm. did. So you take the divine aspect, elevate it into that other part, and it becomes, you know, and again, we will, kind of talk about that later, the the more toxic side. But the energy has, I've really noticed it, like you have said, I've talked to my son-in-law. I've, you know, mm-hmm. seen how he is parented, even though, and I know his father, and, the, you know, they've had rough times. But it was, mm-hmm. there's this, this part of, of this aspect of the softness um, and not being afraid of being soft about your emotions. Mm-hmm. So I see that in the way the the information is set up and you know you take it to such things as you know what is you you it's head and heart. So you have the head which is all that the masculine and the 
the aspect of, you know, focus and everything. But the heart, the feminine, is listening mm-hmm. to your feelings and things. And it's not about fighting one another, but complimenting. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the part that we're starting to see now, even though it may not look it in the, the, the physical world, because you've seen so mm-hmm. many things that have glorified, like you said, the really hard, mm-hmm. toxic, masculine energies. And now, because the feminine was the leading part, even though softer mm-hmm. and, and all that, we started out with the feminist movement. And it was a little more aggressive because it's trying to be heard. And mm-hmm. now we've got the other side. So I just I see this as a, a a revolutionary time in a way that you have to go be go beyond the mask of what you're seeing. Because the one mm-hmm. thing I know, and you mentioned it, is from fear is when people mm-hmm. start going to that darker, the, the more toxic dark side, not just the mm-hmm. darker side. The dark side is there, and it does have these energies, but, not, but without using them in an abusive way. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, basically I'm, I'm kind of like being uh, very... Uh, what do I want to use the word? Hopeful, because I feel mm-hmm. that with hope and with the energies that we're, we're, you know, we are seeing both in our families, in our friends, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, believe me, yeah. in our clients, there's a, there are some major things that are coming up and people are taking mm-hmm. different steps rather than what we've seen in the past be the preferred way mm-hmm. well i'll just pummel him to death well of course you know that mm-hmm. caveman style a cave person style i mean i don't think we would have said that it was only a man that did it in the cave times um <laughs> yeah. my, my my take on it <laughs> yeah no i i um i i like those thoughts i you know we all do carry both of those energies within us and Mm-hmm. As individuals, we express them um, on a continuum, depending on who who we are. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I um, you know, I start thinking of pop culture references, but um, I know there was a movie. Well, this was a number of years ago, but it had Nicole Kidman in it, and it was the uh, the redone uh, Stepford Wives. Oh <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> the beginning of that where they're introducing this new show and this the woman's got the power suit on and she's like hitting the button every time before the guy can she's like i'm the you know i'm i'm the one i'm the one i'm the one you know and i just thought you know it it really doesn't matter where it shifts you know when you have toxic behavior um anybody can express that you know and just um (laughs) depending like you know if you're getting into that me, 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 you know, stuff like that, that usually doesn't always work so well, you know, after a while, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whoever you are. And, um, but then, you know, then on the other hand, I'm the type of person that I believe that Die Hard <laughs> is a Christmas movie. <laughs> and yeah. I love, you know, watching him, the crooks inside this tall building, you know. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm... Um, I can see, you know, both traits in me very well, you know, where I, um, I've i been, you know, a coach I, for sports and I've, you know, played. I'm really bad at basketball. They tried to make me play basketball because I'm tall. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, <laughs> volleyball I really loved and I used to, and I really loved to play against men and women. And, um mm-hmm. You know, that was in my younger days, though. But, um, you know, so I I can so relate to, to both aspects. And I can also, and my heart goes out to a lot of the younger men now because I think things are, uh, they're getting a lot of, like, different mixed messages. But I think that's all part of the process because I think, like you said, that things are evolving. And 
I think we're we're going into a better place, you know, just where things are more balanced out and um and coming out of the shadow and all of that. And so that you brought up some really, really good <laughs> good points there. Well, I feel that a lot of times, you know, when our body is toxic, we I'm not going to be so graphic, but our body tries to get rid of the toxins. <laughs> it will do it through one or several orifices that we have because it's trying to get rid of things. And at this point, that's pretty much what I'm seeing, you know, happen. It doesn't, it, mm-hmm. it means I still feel pretty, but, horrified. Yeah. Uh, yeah, horrified at what's happening, but I'm like, okay, I'm not, you know, I have, and remember, we're throwing up stuff. Anyway, I don't know where we are in our time, but um, we certainly we can. Are, I don't we know. are about coming up to break time here. So, okay. All right. yeah, so I guess I will just say break us away, Nagashiva. <laughs> You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned, as more magic is coming your way, right after these messages. LMC You're listening to the LMC Radio Network. Broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Book Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. In Syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt. Tuesdays, 4 to 5. The Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield. In Syndication, Wednesdays. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Miss Phoenix LaFay. In Syndication, Thursdays. All time specific, add 3 hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Welcome back from the break. Tonight we're talking about the divine masculine and what that means in both the mundane and the magical realms. So, would you like to start us off with some of your thoughts, Elvira? Sure. Um, interesting is is that I know we there's both the the dark shadow side or the shadow you know shadow sh- slash dark versus the the toxic, and um, there is a difference uh, between the dark masculine and the divine masculine, and it's um, the the divi- the dark side is more vulnerability and inc- you know basically encourages the masculine energy to embrace vulnerability and explore emotional depth and uh, you know it's with that uh, within the within us it also provides you know the kind of security of being taken adv- you know to being the, the concern is being taken advantage of so there's you know that that fear mm-hmm. factor. But um, it's the strength and determination and the willpower and that raw primal energy that drives the expression in the manifested form. So what you see is that it can, because of woundings and inability to um, work with finding ways to navigate, like you were talking about, mentors, you know, positive, positive mm-hmm. mentors, um, that can go into that vulnerable side and, and help help find a way to be strong but be vulnerable. You know that there is that that duality mm, kind yeah. of thing. Um, oh, yeah. Is you get the toxic, and that becomes you know um, it's interesting. I, I I wound up going oh my god that you see <laughs> these things in other people and and a lot of times you'll say they're bad, but 
in you you kind of go you push it down but it and it annoys you so then what happens is is you actually start doing the same thing mm-hmm. because you've pushed it down <laughs> and it, it's going to come out and it's you know mm-hmm. you haven't taken time to unpack the box and then it explodes inside and what it comes up with is some of the most mm-hmm. interesting things is they're driven by shame and guilt vain mm-hmm. and arrogant behavior comes forward greed and manif- and uh, materialism self-centered mm-hmm. behavior constant comparison to um to others like oh i'm not oh, yeah. you know i'm not got enough money so i've got to go push harder <laughs> to get it blah, you know kind of like that mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. real oppressive behavior so if you think someone else <laughs> has got more, you're going to try to oppress them because you don't want them to have more, so you want to have more, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, basically objectifying the female, that's another way to, you know, objectify whether, you know, someone else, whether it's a female or a race or whatever, and then, mm-hmm. you know, using violence and abuse. And um, basically you wind up Never, there's never enough, never enough. Yeah. And, you know, I keep thinking of the hungry ghosts in the, the uh, Chinese <laughs> tradition. And, um, you know, big fat bellies. Does this sound interesting? I just think of this. Big fat bellies with these little mouths <laughs> that constantly are trying mm-hmm. to, you know, feed themselves, you know, more. But, you know, their bellies, their mouths are small and their bellies are big. And that really exemplifies toxic Mm-hmm. masculinity but in the collective and that's what we've been seeing mm-hmm. and with that i think that's why you've got the surge of more trying to look at the masculine say wait a minute there's there's mm-hmm. got to be there's there's something underneath all this that needs to be you know pulled and brought forward because we need to mm-hmm. i don't want to say redefine but in many ways that would be the word that most people would use is redefine what masculinity is in the physical world and what the behavior that that masculinity does. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the divine masculine becoming available to come out of that mm-hmm. fog that they've been, it's been kind of trying to find its way into the world again. So that's my take on, you know, the, the toxic side versus the dark side. What is your take on mm-hmm. things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, well, I I see like that it, it really is kind of a, an evolution in a way where um, get conditioned to like um, I think to pack some toxic uh, traits of um, strength. You know where we mistake strength for um you know beating somebody up or you know uh being able to push somebody else around or you know that sort of stuff and um where mm-hmm. really, if you're tapping into the divine masculine energy, that's a higher vibration energy and mm-hmm. so what strength truly strength would be is being um having that inner strength. And being able to um, speak up, maybe when nobody mm-hmm. else will, you know, mm-hmm. maybe being able to defend somebody else who can't defend themselves, um, mm-hmm. being able to um, the voice your true true voice of what you believe, then in the face of well, you know, opposing you. Um, so, so I think that you know that would be you know going from that transition of, of what um, are more like bullying behaviors um, that are mistaken for strength and, and kind of trying to look at what that strength really is. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think all of that kind of starts with um, just learning how to identify and process your emotions because a lot of people never learn that or they never had good role models uh, for mm-hmm. that. And I think those unresolved emotions um, can forge into shadow aspects like what you were talking about. And mm-hmm. stuff like that kind of, I think, leaves us feeling numb or confused. 
And right. I would think that, you know, cut off from that part of your inner self where we align with the uh, divine masculine. And so mm-hmm. a lot of that's got to be about, um, and it's work, you know, it, it's, you know, it's truly internal work, but being able to um, like deconstruct your conditioning. Like I think that, um, I think a lot of teenagers get to that point. So I'm kind of seeing that in my grandson right now. Where, um, where you just become more aware, and it's like, hey, um, I, the only thing I can think of to compare right off the top of my head is like, okay, my my parents made me go to uh, to church and to Catholic school and all this stuff when I was a kid, and then when um, when I graduated from grade school and I was going to high school, I noticed they didn't go to church anymore. And so, you know, I was getting to that older age where I noticed that stuff. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know, what's going on? Why? You know, and you start questioning the authority figure mm-hmm. of your parents. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a natural evolution for kids as they, or and young boys, young men, is they'll get to that stage where it's like, you know, this doesn't feel right, or this doesn't seem true or something, you know. And so then they, I think that's natural to get to that stage where you start kind of questioning that. And then start to deconstruct those the conditioning that has not served you and, and that's negative. And so, um, so you really have to learn how to identify what you're feeling whenever you begin to react to something or someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just pause, you know, identify it before that feeling totally takes over and then nip it in the butt. Um, and I think this is for, you know, any kind of, any person, any gender, any, you know, affiliation with whatever energy, but just, um, so in the while you do that, you have to ask, um, is this emotional energy something you want to feed and nurture, or is it something that you need to understand and let go of? Um, and so I think with uh, a lot of men, I think, are told, um, you know, big boys don't cry, um, are told to deny that they're hurt or any of that stuff. And so, you know, I think the really important takeaway is just to never be ashamed of what your feelings are, but just, you know, that it's more important to know, to be able to identify them and then know what to do with them. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And then there's, you know, the other thing is like healing, healing your energy um, to your father energy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have to get in touch with that inner child. Um, and then just kind of look upon your child self with our our now older and wiser eyes and give that inner child what it needs to move forward. Um, mm-hmm. I know that sometimes people will do reframing techniques where they'll go back into... Um, a scenario that was hurtful to them when they were a kid, and then they'll go there as their older, wiser self, and put their arm around their kid self and say, "No, you know," and tell the other, the person, the harmful person, to, to fuck off, <laughs> basically, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that can be a real healing thing. Um, sometimes you have to tap into forgiveness, you know, because. Darn it, you know, parents are human and a lot of them are going to make mistakes. Um, Some of them aren't terrible, but some of them are, you know, no doubt we have, all of us have our bumps and traumas from, you know, from generations back, um, some more than others. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that that really helps to heal that masculine divine in in elevator vibration. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, another thing is, like, being able to celebrate and kind of reclaim, like, what is the true masculine divine, you know, so um, just celebrating um, life's transitions and um, doing, like, maybe rituals where you draw that energy into yourself mm-hmm. to align with a more higher higher vibration. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that um, and with the whole, you know, courage and inner strength stuff, I think, too, that's, you know, you have to learn how to discern between aggression and assertion and how to speak up for ourselves and create healthy personal boundaries. And mm-hmm. a lot of um, my nephew who's passed now, he um, he used to belong to a men's group. And they would go out in the woods and, you know, um, they were, uh, well, he was part Native American, and they would um, do, you know, like um, these charm bags and do different rituals and stuff like that. And I think that a lot of it was like, kind of cool because it was like aligning your true warrior spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the way to do that is by, you know, being up for others and, and for themselves and, and um, learning how to protect others maybe by, or just, you know, being ways to be safer on the streets and helping to guide others along the path. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also just being honest, you know, that takes a lot of courage, you know, being honest with yourself and others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, not how many um, I, arm wrestlings you can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of goes back to the more primal point of reference of, you know, that yeah. survival process. But and mm-hmm. it's almost as if there's been a... a because of the way things have moved, I mean, you know, when you realize that, you, as you say, you start out differentiating yourself from your your parents, and especially the, mm-hmm. the ones that are same sex, I mean, whether it's male to male, female to female, you, you really have that need, and so you kind of push away, so that kind of um, energy, and then you, you, you follow through on all these, you know, other aspects. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's true with regards to the culture, <clears throat> the actual mm-hmm. universal culture out there of uh, the circumstances that mm-hmm. it's not about patriarchy dying and matriarchy <laughs> living or matriarchy <laughs> dying at one point and patriarchy <laughs> living. Um, it, the, the, the forms that it takes, and you know, I know that you've probably helped transition people uh, from this life to another, and I liken it to people who are able to release into that that transition from this mm-hmm. life to another. There is, you know, um, sort of a relaxation into it and a movement, and you can see and feel but not only the, the physical body, but, you know, the spirit shifting mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and those that are afraid are like tight and tense and rigid and like, I'm going to fight this to the end you know and i get the certain yeah. concepts of you know learning to to do certain things but i also yeah. see that that's what's been happening you know mm-hmm. with the masculine aspect both in the physical world and the divine masculine moving mm-hmm. to to that higher level it's like the physical body and the the spirit body of the masculine aspect just like we've had the same thing with the feminine the divine feminine and Mm -hmm. um i it's it's because letting go of being strong is not is that's inappropriate it's letting go of aggression to Mm -hmm. um right stomp out someone else in that way in a, as as you mm-hmm. you know have pointed out. So anyway, yeah. that's I think that, you know <laughs> I think you brought up a couple of really good things about, you know, the the way to, to address it in the physical world. What would you mm-hmm. do on a magical level? Um well I think that um just like just as like with um feminine divine, I think that it's um it's a really good thing to learn more about some of the masculine divine archetypes um like um some deities like merlin thor odin mm-hmm. shango cyrus mm-hmm. um 
mm-hmm. and then like do some research and like learn their stories and find out which ones resonate with you the most. And especially like notice how the archetypes of within that of um, God, King, Warrior, Magician, and Lover are evolving. Um, so as you research those stories, just find out which um, archetype and which persona speaks to your soul. Um, and as you find out more about them, you'll see usually that they have a lot to teach us. Um, I think um, for the magical, um, there's a couple of different things that I was seeing. And I noticed that there's um, a lot of things starting to kind of come up lately about um, solar witchery. Um, mm-hmm. And so, of course, there's the ritual of drawing down the sun and working with uh, solar correspondences to power up your spells. Um and that just seems natural because we work with the moon a lot in witchcraft. But the sun, think about it, illuminates our world, um, mm-hmm. radiating warmth and stimulating growth. And it affects us just like the moon does. You know, it, the sun affects us on a physical and spiritual level. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, you know, I'm thinking around this time, you know, is that the festival of lights should be coming up with our, you know, our solstice um, Mm -hmm. and how much that light really does affect us. You were um, doing like any, um, any work to, um, well, let's just say if you, I'm just going to say that if you're doing like a drawing down the, the sun as a masculine divine ritual, that would be any of the things that we suggest are wonderful ways to uh, kind of, you know, um, draw in that masculine divine energy and and align with it. And so um, drawing down the moon, probably a lot of our listeners are familiar with that, but drawing down the sun is is very similar. um, And um, it's a great way to kind of recharge our spiritual batteries um, especially during like the dark months of winter, um, and it would be a great thing to do around the winter solstice. Especially if you can find like if you have one of those cold but bright sunny days, it's that's a great time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So you can charge up your battery and um, and also do it at the summer solstice too. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of in preparation for the darker months ahead because we're going through that mm-hmm. whole cycle, but. Um, so I would say, well, just kind of looking into the drawing down the sun, um, I'm sure that there's been people who have worshipped the sun since time immemorial. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that word right, but um, I've heard other people use that word. <laughs> but since ancient times. But um, I think the first uh, modern ritual of drawing down the sun was created, I think, by Janet and Stuart Farrar for mm-hmm. Alexandrian Wiccan in the early 80s. But um, so the thing with the drawing down the sun is anybody can do it. Anyone, you know, however you identify can um, align with divine masculine and draw down the sun. And, um, I mean, if you think about it, it's like people who are mediums have, you know, <laughs> channel male and female all the time. Um, and nobody mm-hmm. really thinks about it. And so I think that um, the best times to do it is kind of, you know, like at high noon. Some people like to do it at sunrise or sunset. Um, there's different energies associated with each, you know, um, station of the sun. So basically you would set up for basic ritual. Um I would say to do it outdoors, and if you if you can't do it outdoors, then um, the candle flame is your focal point to symbolize the sun's energy. But basically, mm-hmm. you would want to, um, you know, cleanse and prepare your ritual space, and then open up the circle. Um, 
using anatomy or or your finger or some other tool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Call in the quarters of the element and visualize uh, the protection of the circle. And also call in any other helpless spirits. So you kind of set up just the way you would for a regular ritual. And then you do the invocation of the gods. And so you're drawing down the sun, just as you do when you're drawing down the moon to um, invoke the goddess. And Mm -hmm. so you can do this by using meditation or visualization, the power of your words, um, enchants, or uh, have specific incantations or invocations, and just speak from the heart. Any of those, like whatever resonates with you the most. Mm-hmm. And the power of that is going to help you to connect with the sun's energy and draw down the masculine divine. And, you know, there's some beautiful, um, you know, I'm sure everybody's heard of Doreen Virtue's The Charge of the Goddess, but there is also The Charge of the God. And one of them is attributed to Doreen uh, did I say Doreen Virtue? I mean Doreen Valente. Um, mm-hmm. And although that, it's kind of disputed whether she actually wrote all of that, but um, I saw that there's also another one that was written by Jason Mankey, um, which was really a really powerful, real nice one that would be worth a look for sure. Um, or you can just write down, you know, write your own charges for that. And mm-hmm. so... Um, so when you do that, it's going to be like <laughs> uh, you're going to be filled with, with this power. You're going to feel like, you know, you've actually drawn in a significant amount of energy. So you have to make sure that afterwards you do a good grounding. Mm-hmm. And before you open up the, or before you close the circle, um, you know, give thanks and farewell to the deities elements or any other helpful spirits and then close the circle but um yeah it's um <laughs> i think that it can be like just a really powerful um ritual to do i you know i've actually never done it i've done drawing down um drawing down the divine feminine um with mm-hmm. the full moon a number of times and um but i know at our local shop that they've done, um, the one of the owners is uh, Kyle and Crystal at Altered State of Mind. It's Kyle has done like a men's group, and they've done the whole drawing down the sun. And it sounds like they had some amazing experiences. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so I recommend it. I, I think I'm going to try it out too. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I just, you know, the masculine divine has come up a lot for me this year. And before that, to tell you the truth, I didn't, I didn't pay any attention to it, you know, because it really didn't come up. I didn't really think about it. And as a witch, I've mostly focused on the feminine divine, you know. And so mm-hmm. the more I've been reading, though, about the masculine divine and just looking at some of the guys, the men and younger and older men around me, the more I realized how imbalanced I've been and um, yeah it, it just um, it's something that I want to explore more and um, right. yeah I think that that's got to be an amazing energy to work with yeah well I know that you know we were talking also and I know we're getting close to our time about yeah. some of the things we could use like stones and um, I know you had mentioned tiger's mm-hmm. eye and sunstone I actually yeah. found that there was um, garnet and carnelian mm-hmm. and red malachite, which is also considered oh. red-banded jasper. And mm-hmm. the, the energies are, you know, amazing in terms of the balancing of the energies. Like, you know, tiger's eye mm-hmm. is very uh, protective, but it's also very strong. It works with prosperity. Mm-hmm. And, of course, sunstone, again, oh. is, you know, empowerment. And mm-hmm. the one that I found fascinating, because I know we can we can get into a lot of those, like um, the garnet encourages us to basically um, at, shed stag- stagnant energies. 
and mm-hmm. also to open up to, you know, a more balanced uh, point of reference. And um, red malachite or red banded jasper is for mm-hmm. endurance and power and, and slow, steady kind of male energy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know if you knew of any um, herbs that they could, you know, could utilize. You know, um, the herbs that I saw were... Um, the sunflower, um, mm-hmm. marigolds, or calendula. Um, that, um, I mean, right away, those made me think of um, just the whole connection with the sun. Um, right, right. I also saw, like, um, rosemary listed somewhere, and I kind of wondered about that. Um, mm. So I always think of... You know, I would have to actually look that one up, but for sure, calendula and marigold and sunflowers, they mm-hmm. they seem like they are bursting with uh, that whole masculine divine energy and would be great to use, you know, as correspondences to right. that. Well, I, I think we've got our two-minute warning. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> we need to, we got to get get a little bit on on target here. So I'm going to just give you yeah. over to the Sorry. two minute warning that we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, wow, this went by so fast. Um, I know. Yeah, the only thing I'd say is if anyone listened to last week's show, that ritual, um, that anti karana ritual can be done uh, also to connect with the masculine divine. You just have to use the male symbol. Um, yeah, and I guess, um, yeah, and any of those would be a great way to celebrate or honor uh, masculine rites of passage. Um, and I think that's about it. I just, um, I love talking about this topic tonight. I keep learning more and more about the masculine divine and um, realizing how important it is to tap into that energy. And so I just want to say next week, Tuesday, we will be airing a rebroadcast of the winter solstice, but you can catch Elvira and me live next week, Monday, on Reverend Art's show, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places, talking all about Yule. <laughs> um, and, so, and then at the end of the month, on December 26th, our last show of the year, we will be talking, uh, we will be continuing the theme of the divine family and talking about the divine child. And I think that should pretty much wrap us up. Um, do you have anything else to add, Elvira? No, no. I am I'm impressed <laughs> that we can, we can pull it together. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, With wonky energy and everything. <laughs> That's no okay. kidding. Well, I so. am so glad, and I will say um, <laughs> goodbye for for now. We will see you on Mystic Mages and Magical Places if you want to listen in on that. <laughs> and um, have a wonderful, Sounds wonderful good. holiday. Goodbye, everyone. Until then, which on, which well, and which wisely. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's witchpriestesscauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.